Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win! Now that's a steal by Murr, underneath the DJ, right there! Going up over Bell, Paul away! What's going on, guys? Welcome to another post-game recap for the 2022-23 season. You already know the drill. Make sure to subscribe to Dime Dropper on YouTube for all LA sports and NBA content, especially NBA history. You already know the deal. Lakers and Spurs tonight. Only game on the agenda. Going to probably peek around the league at the scores. And if you want to come up and talk. I'm going to give people the opportunity to do that tonight as well. Super Chats are turned on if you want to drop a dollar or a dime. And, of course, you can also find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Dime Dropper and Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper. So, at Dime Dropper Pod on Twitter and Instagram. So, go follow your boy. Lakers and Spurs tonight was a pretty special game. I know I haven't done a Laker recap in a while, but Anthony Davis was back in this one. After being out for over a month. And Rui Hachimura made his debut for the Lakers. So I'm going to be talking about that. The game was against the San Antonio Spurs in this one. And the Spurs are not a very good team. They're 14th in the West. So you, this is, a, in my opinion, a must-win game for the Lakers. They got 38 games left going into this one. And you got to take advantage of those easy wins. And the Spurs have lost the Lakers three times already this season. Lakers were going for the sweep. And the starting lineup actually didn't change. Anthony Davis and Rui Hachimura came off the bench. So Anthony Davis being on a minutes restriction, he played 26 minutes tonight. We heard that before the game. So he came off the bench. It was only his sixth game in his entire career in which he'd come off the bench. The last time he did it was in 2013. So it's been a minute. The Spurs went with Trey Jones, Keita Bates-Diop, Jeremy Sohan, the rookie, who's pretty impressive athletically but cannot shoot the ball, and every single team knows it, and the Lakers knew it tonight, gave him so many jump shots. Literally, we're giving him wide-open 12-footers. I mean, y'all grill players from back in the day saying people couldn't shoot back in the day, but... There were not many forwards, even if you go back to the 60s, in which you're giving them wide-open free-throw line jump shots. But Keita Bates-Diop, Jeremy Sohan, Keldon Johnson, and Jakob Pertl. And LeBron started out a little bit slow in this game. I actually, You know what's funny? It was actually Patrick Beverly who scored the first six points for the Lakers. And the only thing I think the Lakers were doing well in the first quarter was getting to the foul line. They were doing a good job getting the line. Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, Anthony Davis when he came in. and But other than that, they were turning the ball over way too much. And the fact that the Lakers won this game, 113-104, and turned the ball over 19 times, I think 20 actually it ended up being, 20 times, 
and they still win the game by nine is a testament to that the San Antonio Spurs are just not a very good team. But they had six of those 20 turnovers in the first quarter, two by LeBron and two by Patrick Beverly. The San Antonio Spurs, by the way, when we think San Antonio of the last, I don't know, 20 years, they're usually pretty good at shooting the three ball percentage-wise. This season, they're in the bottom eight alongside the Lakers shooting the three ball. And with guys like Soshan and uh, Jakob Pertl's not a shooter. And then Trey Jones, the Lakers were going underneath every screen. Dennis Schroeder was guarding him to start the game, and he was going underneath every single screen. So clearly, they were inviting him to shoot as well. But Keldon Johnson is really the danger man for the Spurs. And Devin Vassell, who's injured... He has, he hasn't, I haven't seen him in a long time, but Keldon Johnson is the danger, man. He is a bucket. And the funniest thing was after seeing Patrick Beverly guard Kawhi Leonard last night, we see Patrick Beverly guarding Keldon Johnson, again, taking the challenge of guarding the first option, but it's also just like a sign of how tough it is right now for the Lakers. You know, it's just very tough for them. They just don't have size. They don't have length. They don't have wings. And LeBron James, you know, I thought, oof. I thought in the beginning of the game, he was cold. But Russell Westbrook and him, man, they weren't playing. Neither of them played a lick of defense in this game. And to me, you can't give me the LeBron excuse that he doesn't have AD and he has to carry such a big offensive load. Of course, he's going to have to do a lot offensively, but Anthony Davis is back. And even though he played limited minutes, he was still out there and you can still throw him the ball. And now you also have Rui Hachimura, a guy who you saw the Lakers go to late in the game for a bucket as well. A 13-1 run was made by the Spurs to take a 24-16 lead because the Lakers were just turning the ball over too much. LeBron was getting a little reckless. Pat Bev and Dennis Schroeder threw some bad passes. But then Anthony Davis and Rui Hachimura came in with the score 16-24 in favor of the Spurs. They received a nice ovation from the Laker faithful. And as I said, they were getting to the line a lot in the first quarter. That's the one good thing the Lakers were doing, and they were weathering the storm. You know, Thomas, you know the Lakers are going to play defensively. Uh, Thomas Bryant was in drop coverage, but overall the Lakers, they weren't really being certain. The Spurs weren't running a ton of high ball screens. There was a lot of curls for Keldon Johnson and stuff like that. And in the beginning, Patrick Beverly could not guard Keldon Johnson. I mean, it was just when he's closing out on him and, and Keldon Johnson gets a step and he's got Patrick Beverly on the side of him. I mean, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing for him. He's like six, seven, but man, in the first quarter, when Russ came in, and I would say in the whole game, this continued. But Russell Westbrook's defense, and this is coming from a big Russell Westbrook fan, absolutely appalling. Not even trying. Like, there's there's one thing to die on screens, but, like, man, he's, like, committing suicide on screens or something. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. He's not even trying, dude. And he's just totally out of some plays defensively when there's a second effort needed and a scramble. There was one play today. I didn't know that Zach Collins got ejected from a game for hitting Russell Westbrook and making him bleed earlier this season. But Russell Westbrook gave an old school retaliation in this one. He was switched on to Zach Collins and just wrapped him up and threw him to the ground with no intent on getting the ball. He was called for a flagrant one. 
And here's one thing I'll say, though, about Russ, going back to seriousness about basketball. There were so many times where he was so behind on the screen, and because Anthony Davis is so incredible, he was able to make the ball handler second-guess taking a floater, pull it back out, and the Lakers had a late switch. And then Russell Westbrook would be guarding Zach Collins, though, and that would make have a mismatch. It wasn't like the Lakers wanted to switch that. It's because Russell Westbrook was so behind and dying on the screen that Anthony Davis stepped up, they pulled it back out, and he would switch onto somebody. And there was even a time where AD was guarding Trey Jones on the perimeter. Trey tried to go by him, and Anthony Davis sent that shit out of bounds. AD had four blocks in his return tonight. It was just amazing. His help defense is impeccable. It makes such a difference for the Lakers. And Rui Hachimura. I was really paying attention to him defensively in this game tonight. And it was just like I remembered. I think one of his weaknesses is going to be that laterally he's not great. But here's the thing. Even if he gets blown by here and there, if a, with having Anthony Davis out there is such a big safety blanket, and when you have Anthony Davis in front of you and a 6'8 guy right on your back instead of, as opposed to like a 6'2", that's a lot of size out there, taking away shooting angles, taking away space. Rui Hachimura also had some nice moments of help defense. Overall, there weren't many points that were scored because it was his fault on defense. I remember one time Keldon Johnson took him to the rack, but overall, very solid defensively. He did his thing, and just having another body out there is absolutely huge, a big body. But the Lakers allowed Zach Collins to score six points in the first quarter. And one thing that was a real struggle for the Lakers in this game throughout was the rebounding, offensive rebounds were big time in favor of the Spurs, 17-11. to 11. Overall, the Lakers out-rebounded the Spurs by 8, 56-48. But the offensive glass, guys like LeBron, Thomas Bryant, Anthony Davis even, and I'm saying that with AD having gotten 11 re- uh, 12 rebounds and LeBron having gotten 9, there were still many times where he, those two, Thomas Bryant, didn't box out or just didn't get an off allowed their man to get an offensive rebound over them so the lakers you know at the end of the day your stats can look good but there's so many possessions the spurs shot 106 shots tonight the lakers shot 90 man they shot 100 plus shots that's like 1960s type so the fact that anthony davis got 12 rebounds in that many minutes is great the fact that everyone else no one else got 10 rebounds when there's 100 shots up i mean is my point The rebounding was a little suspect. The rebounding and the turnovers gave the Spurs 16 extra shots. They just don't have very many three-point shooters. And Josh Richardson went one for six from deep tonight. And Doug McDermott went one for four from three. But I have to say, and that leads us into the second quarter, Max Christie, who besides Russell Westbrook, AD, and Rui Hachimura, was the only other player to play significant minutes off the bench for the Lakers tonight. They went with a nine-man rotation. Staggering AD and LeBron for the most part. There was only small minute stretches where they were out together. And I I do think that it's tough right now for Darvin Ham. He was running the three-guard set. Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, and Pat Bev all at once for a little bit. And he did it to close, but I'm going to get into that later. But he ran that lineup. And it's not great, obviously. But without Austin Reeves, without Lonnie Walker, you who else is he going to play? You know what I'm saying? Max Christie, he got 20... Four minutes in this game. That's a good amount. I mean, Rui Hachimura was his first game, so you don't expect him to get more. Like He's not going to get 30 minutes his first game. He got 22. I think he'll grow into it. And overall, it didn't bite the Lakers in the ass that bad yet. But against a better opposition, against a team like Boston, 
yeah, it may be problematic to play three guards all at once. But overall, and by the way, not a sellout tonight for the Lakers. 94% attendance reported by ESPN. So that is rare in a game in which LeBron and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook played that the Lakers did not sell out. I think it says a lot about the Spurs right now, but fuck. I want to continue with Westbrook, though. His defense was atrocious. I mean, and offensively, he wasn't great either. He had a good ending to the game. But in throughout the game before that, he was missing shots around the rim. He was missing mid-ranges. The defense is going to give him shots all day long. And every time Russ takes a three, it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, you're just totally bailing out the defense. 0 for 3. He had one of those meme-worthy bank shots on the left side of the court where didn't even hit the rim. He does have some really nice passes, though, I will say. He did still make some have some nice dimes and nice feeds to AD. He had four assists in this one, but three turnovers. You know what I'm saying? And, and he wasn't playing a lick of defense. So overall, tonight, I think Russell Westbrook was a negative, and the plus minus actually does back that up. He was a minus 10. His, deep, his defensive effort, I mean, is just crazy. But second quarter, Keldon Johnson started playing better. But Anthony Davis, he was back and finishing plays. He was on the offensive glass. He was rolling to the basket well. When he was getting the ball within six feet, he was making nice, quick moves, turn over the right shoulder, little one-handed fallaways, and finishing plays, point blank, finishing plays. He's a lob threat. You know, if There's a scramble. He gets the ball into the basket. He's going to finish. But Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, these guys in the first half, they weren't really hitting threes. Especially Patrick Beverly in the first half. They just weren't hitting threes. Pat Bev had this one three from the right wing. He was open for days. Couldn't hit. And then LeBron had a stretch also in that second quarter where he had six straight points. He had a dunk. Had a layup, but he was funny enough, he's coming off the best three-point shooting game of his career with nine threes, a career high. And he didn't hit a three in the entire first half. And I thought Rui Hachimura had a decent stint. You know, he had his first free throw. I just talked about his defense, but he had his first point on a free throw. He had a basket in transition on a really nice LeBron bounce pass. And he had five points in the first half. LeBron at halftime had 10 points, four boards, three assists, and Two baskets off a mid-range. One pull-up, one off a little pick-and-pop with Russ. I thought that LeBron was decent. I, I, I just felt like the Lakers at halftime, you know, they were down by 1.54-53. I just never thought that they were the game was in question. I just thought that because Anthony Davis was back, that just adds a level of seriousness defensively. And Patrick Beverly, the one thing I have to say, he didn't... He, he had a solid, very solid... Besides not making his threes in the first half, he had a very solid uh, half. His defense was active. Even though he got scored on a couple times in the first quarter, he was still active on D, takes charges. You know, he's out there playing hard. He's out there not giving the offensive players an easy task. The problem is he shouldn't be guarding the opposing team's best wing. He should be guarding the second option or the best guard. But the thing about Bev is he's not going to quit. He's not going to quit. And also Dennis Schroeder. I mean, this guy's effort on defense is no different than that 2021 season from what I'm seeing so far. He still picks up full court. He still does a really solid job when he's switched on to bigger guys. He had a beautiful block on Jakob Pertl tonight in the post. That's a seven-footer. I remember when I went to the Celtics game against the Raptors. You can even see it. It's in the vlog when I went for my graduation in Boston. Dennis Schroeder was guarding Siakam in the post, and he locked him up. And I remember talking to my friend about it, what's Siakam doing wrong you know, why does he look so ass in the post? What should he have done better there? 
And it was obviously a lack of post game in that moment from Pascal Siakam. But I've learned now watching Dennis Schroeder, he's pretty good at guarding bigger guys in the post for his size. And you saw that all night tonight. But the Lakers having nine turnovers at the half negated all this really solid play from AD, Dennis Schroeder's defense, Patrick Beverly's defense, Patrick Beverly having six points in the first quarter, Rui Hachimura having five points. Like, none of that mattered. But I want to give a shout-out to someone else, Max Christie. You know, he did a really good job the whole game chasing Doug McDermott around screens and just staying attached Gotta give him a hand. I haven't seen him play much, but in these first two full games I've watched the last two nights, I can see that he is a tenacious and intelligent defender. So there's always room on the court for guys that can guard. And not only that, shot only two shots. They were both threes, and he made one of them. So this guy maybe should start getting more minutes. I don't know. Laker fans, you tell me what you think of him in the comments because first impressions, I like what I see. Halftime, though, Lakers down by one. I, as a neutral, don't think that I should be worried for the Lakers not winning this game because they have AD and LeBron, and they're at home. And I see some good things defensively. They just got to take care of the ball. Spoiler alert, they did not take care of the ball any better. And in the third quarter, it was a stalemate, 28-28. to 28. I thought LeBron threw some really reckless passes tonight, just unnecessary. There was one outlet he threw that <laughs> just had no chance of connecting. And already when the Lakers had turned the ball over so much, he just threw it full court pass out of bounds. But for all those passes, you know, he had six turnovers. He had 11 assists. And some of them in transition were just beautiful, including this one in the third quarter to Thomas Bryant, who I thought did a great job running the floor tonight and honestly had a much better defensive game. He had a beautiful block in the first quarter and had some nice contests at the rim. Last night against us, he didn't really contest much at all. But tonight, he was better on the, in that respect. And LeBron James had this beautiful 200 bounce pass to him in the pocket between two guys. He finished to the dunk. And I thought Patrick Beverly, you know, was really having a good game because his three ball started falling. He was energized on defense and he had two fantastic finishes. One where Jakob Pertl was switched on to him. He stopped and had some nifty footwork and finished with a left-handed scoop off the glass. Really tough shot. And then another one where he was on the right side of the court running a pick and roll, rejected the screen, went baseline all the way for a layup. So Patrick Beverly, who I obviously am going to shit on because... I didn't like the way he was coming at us in the playing game last year, and obviously it's tough to see him in purple and, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, purple and piss because these yellow Laker jerseys are not those nice purple and gold jerseys that they used to have. These ones from the LeBron era are ugly, and I know some Laker fans agree with me on that. But Pat Bev had a really solid game. Got to be one of his better games with the Lakers so far. I mean, 18 points, two rebounds and assists, two steals a block, 6 for 12 from the field, and 3 for 7 from deep. I mean, that's a really solid night in 24 minutes of play. That's a really solid night. And, you know, there's a lot of things that Bev does that just don't go in the stat sheet. I mean, he's the one that's taking the challenge of guarding Keldon Johnson most of the game. And Keldon Johnson was 9 for 20. I mean, that's a, that's a very good game, 25 points. But at the end of the day, Keldon Johnson didn't scare the Lakers at any point. It was never scary. And Patrick Beverly, you know, he, he did overall – Hold his own enough for the win. He held his own enough for the win, and he had a good game. But the Lakers just weren't rebounding in that third quarter. Again, I'm going to call it out. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Thomas Bryant, not good enough in that respect. Thomas Bryant, 
I think even though I'm going to give him credit for some nice contests around the rim, there were a couple times in transition where the Spurs got open threes because Thomas Bryant wasn't communicating with somebody. So I was watching that. And now I'm going to have these, I'm going to have a magnifying glass on the Lakers the rest of the way. You know, I see these things. Thomas Bryant, a couple times involved in actions where, where guys got open threes because he's not communicating on defense. Not even actions, just, you know, talking in transition. Woof. LeBron James came out in the third quarter at the 327 mark. It's a pretty neck-and-neck game. Russ, Russell Westbrook came in. And, man, I'll tell you this. Russell Westbrook took a three-pointer with 18 on the shot clock, and AD was in. Hachimura was in. I, I was just like, what it? I can't even describe what he, what he can, what he should, what he's thinking sometimes. I love Russ, too. Like, I really love Russ. I, I don't want to sound like I'm hating, but what goes through that guy's head, man? I don't even know. 18 on the shot clock, and you've got AD having a really solid return game. Rui Hachimura doing his thing, whatever. But someone who was put, putting together a nice game through three quarters and then, like, every other spur pretty much disappeared in the fourth was Jeremy Sohan. Even though he was a brick and people were leaving him wide open, he was one for four from three. He was 6 for 14 from the field overall at 14 points and 7 rebounds, including 3 offensive rebounds and a putback dunk in the third. He, he still found a way to be around the basket and finish, and that's because he's an athletic guy. And John Collins also was around the basket and finishing. It was just a presence all night. You know, when Russell Westbrook was dying on those screens and was for, letting them late switch or forcing the Lakers to late switch, Zach Collins was taking advantage around the glass, around the basket, and even in the first half had a nice turn and face bank shot from the left side of the court like he was Timmy D. But AD was hitting nice shots around the basket, continuing and picking up where he left off in the first half and also playing great help defense. You know, when anyone got beat, he's right there. And the Spurs, I want to say, this was kind of the turn of the game. They had a six, they were about to have a four-point lead going into the fourth and then they fouled Anthony Davis at half court at the end of the third quarter, and AD like basically twisted his ankle, and <laughs> AD basically twisted his ankle. Thankfully, he was okay. Hit all three free throws, and the Lakers were only down by one going into the fourth quarter. And in the fourth, with I believe it was with Russ on the bench, the Lakers hit three threes in a row for a 9-0 run, and the momentum just changed. And I don't even think the Lakers stepped up their defense like crazy in the fourth. I think it was just they started hitting some threes. The crowd got into it. Now you get to set your defense. The momentum's going, and the Spurs got cold. Basketball is a game of momentum. You know, Keldon Johnson, he got hot kind of at the end in garbage time, or like not garbage time, but like just making a little fake run time. But in the beginning of the quarter, he, Josh Richardson, these guys were missing mid-ranges, routine shots that they were hitting in the first three quarters. But overall, I think that's normal. They're not a very good team. It's law of averages. They were going to miss. And the Lakers, I mean, AD was just a standout. He was everywhere, man. On the glass, rolling to the basket. He's such a presence. So skilled around six feet with great touch. Like Those shots where he makes a quick move, one dribble to his left or right. It's usually to his right, and then he turns over that right shoulder. I think he's more comfortable turning over his right shoulder than his left. But when he, I like when he gets into his moves quick and he's decisive. And the way he's been playing this season, much more decisive, much less dilly-dallying on the perimeter, and not making the defense – I'm sorry, not bailing the defense out 
as much. And those three threes, by the way, first was LeBron James, right wing three, made it 90 to 88. Then Dennis Schroeder in transition. And one thing I have, to, I have to say about the Lakers the last two nights, Laker fans, you can comment on if this has been a consistent thing, but the Lakers are looking to push the pace a lot more off misses than I remember. And I think that's good because even though they have some older players, Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, very good in the open court. I mean, Dennis Schroeder had some, he only had three buckets tonight, but two of them were in the first half on the break. One of them was such a beautiful crossover change of direction. Oof. But Westbrook, LeBron, great in transition. Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, really good in transition. Now you have another young cat in Rui Hachimura. So pushing the pace of the Lakers, not a bad thing. Max Christie as well, looking like it. And Anthony Davis, I mean, he's not bad in transition when he's rim running. But the third three, Max Christie made it a 9-0 run. LeBron went out at the 6.08 mark when the Lakers were already up by 10, and he returned at the 4.24 mark when they were still up 10. And Anthony Davis was blocking shots, affecting shots at the rim, just doing it all. Just doing it all. And I have to say, besides the Spurs getting cold, Westbrook doing all this, someone I didn't mention, Troy Brown, I thought he was okay. He was pretty quiet, but he did hit two threes out of the three he shot. So you'll take that all day if you're a Laker fan. I thought his defense in the first half was not very good, but second half, much better. Weren't any mistakes because of him, in my opinion. He had six points and seven rebounds on two for four shooting overall and two for three from deep. And yeah, Spurs went ice cold and the Lakers got the job done, but I can't forget one, a couple more things. And then we're going to go to the live subscribers. But Rui Hachimura... Had a great fourth quarter. Six points in the fourth. It started out with a transition three from the top of the key. And then got him the ball in that mid post. I love this. Let him isolate. He's not just, it's just like what I said in the video the other night. It's He's not just a spot up guy. Mid post against, I think it was Bates Diop. Turn over the right shoulder, mid range, splash. And then got him, got him the ball again, turn and face, rip through going left, tries to dunk. You can see he's got that added pep in his step. He's got that, I'm a Laker now. I'm out of that cesspool in Washington that's toxic right now. I can be a bench player here and buy in because I'm playing with LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I'm, I'm with my boy Russ again. It was, if you're a Laker fan, it was great stuff. I'd be very excited about this, especially when Reeves and Lonnie Walker come back. The Lakers are one wing that can guard first options and also hit threes away from being back in the discussion with teams, in my opinion. I really believe that. But I also think Russell Westbrook, you could argue, is holding the team back. Now, I'm not going to say that he's having a bad season or anything like that because I think he's having a better season coming off the bench than last season. However, I haven't been watching Laker games as consistently, so I can't speak yet. I got to keep watching these games. But these last two games, tonight and yesterday, Russ was more of a negative than a positive in my eyes. But I will say, he did close the game out well. And he scored six points in a row and got to the rim every time, turned the corner nicely and finished. He was four for 12 before, before those three shots. He finished seven for 15 for an efficient shooting night. But the three threes, again, I don't think he should shoot threes at all, especially when he has the ball off the dribble. If LeBron's giving the ball on a kickout or AD's giving the ball on a kickout, fine. I still, do, I still think he shouldn't settle even then, but fine. If those are going to be the threes you take, that's, that should be it. But the ones where he's taking it off the dribble or 
plenty of time on the shot clock or teams are just, you know, they're going to go under these underneath the screen. He doesn't have to take those. And even times where the the ball is rotating for the Lakers, like he'll look someone off or like fake pass it to shoot a three. It's like, bro, yeah, you're going to be wide open when you fake pass someone. They're gonna, definitely going to go the other way because they really would rather have you shoot the ball, man. So, and then the defense. It's mainly because the defense. He can miss some threes here and there, but if he's efficient on offense, that's fine because he also playmakes well. But defensively, for him not to try like that, that's net negative to me. Last thing I'm going to say, huge, huge defensive play to me that sealed the game. Dennis Schroeder with a block on a corner jump shooter. And then Zach Collins got stuffed by Anthony Davis for his fourth block. I think that sealed it right there. The Lakers outscored the Spurs one, I'm sorry, 32 to 22 in the fourth and won it 113 to 104. LeBron James also had a very solid fourth quarter. I'm going to now read the lines. The Spurs shoot 38% from the field, 23 and a half from three. Josh Richardson was three for 12 from the field and one for six from deep with seven points and seven rebounds. So he did not have a very good night shooting the ball. Former Lakers Stanley Johnson played 14 minutes, was 0 for 2. Doug McDermott, got to shout out Max Christie here. 3 for 10, 1 for 4 from deep. Had very few clean looks. So Max Christie, that's big in big part to him. And then Zach Collins, definitely the best bench player for the, for the Spurs in this one. 16 points and 7 boards to go along with 2 assists and 2 steals on 6 for 10 shooting in 24 minutes of play. And then the starters, Trey Jones. It did not feel like he took 15 shots. But apparently he did. He only made three of them. He was 0 for 5 from three. He had six points, three rebounds, six assists, and four steals. Did not have a very good game. Jakob Pertl did not have a very good game either. Five points, eight rebounds, four assists on one for four shooting. And then I already said Soshan. Keita Bates-Diop, 11.7 boards on five for 10 shooting. He was good in transition. And then Keldon Johnson, 25 and 5. That's 5 rebounds. 9 for 20 from the field and 3 for 6 from deep. Really good player. Now the Lakers. Let's start with the bench boys. Max Christie, 24 minutes, 5 points, 4 boards. 1 for 2 from 3. Those were all his shots. He was a plus 13. Russell Westbrook, 14 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 turnovers, 7 for 15 from the field and 0 for 3 from deep in 28 minutes of play. Rui, in his debut, 12 points, 6 boards, really solid performance, no turnovers. The only thing is free throws, 3 for 6 from the line. You want to see him shoot better than 50%. 1 for 3 from deep, but 4 for 7 overall. Love to see him isolate on that mid post. And Anthony Davis did make a funny comment after the game that he wasn't used to just standing in the corner watching someone work in the mid post that wasn't LeBron. Rui Hachimura adding another element to this Laker team. Dennis Schroeder, actually I'm going to go to Thomas Bryant first. Eight points, five rebounds, two for three from the field. Thought he was much better than last night. Had some good defensive plays. Ran uh, the floor well on his two field goals. And LeBron James, yeah, <laughs> gave him bunnies under the rim. Troy Brown, 6.7 boards, two for four from the field, and two for three from deep in 21 minutes. He was, he was decent. Patrick Beverly, in my opinion, one of his better games of the Lakers. But again, I haven't watched as many Laker games this year. So Laker fans, you can tell me that. 18 points, 6 for 12 from the field, 3 for 7 from deep. 
and three for four from the line for Bev in 24 minutes and played really solid defense, just tried really hard. Dennis Schroeder, he's not a good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. He's not. I've never been a fan of him shooting those shots. I think he should pass a lot more of them up. He was one for six from deep and three for 12 from the field. But man, oh man, he played so hard. He made a lot of big plays. He had four steals and two blocks to go along with nine points, eight rebounds, and five assists. I thought he had his fingerprints all over this game. 38 minutes. He played more minutes than any Laker and any Spur, any player in the game. So Dennis Schroeder, I thought he was solid. Plus 15. I test backs it up. And then the, the main men, LeBron James. Thought he was absolutely appalling on defense. Did not give a shit. I think the two or three times he was guarding the ball, he actually did a decent job. There was one time in the first half when he affected one of Keldon Johnson's shots. And then he actually does a pretty decent job in the post because I think there are certain young bigs that are scared of LeBron because he's so strong and he lets you know the second you catch the ball in the post on him. You got to keep your composure against LeBron and keep your strength and stay strong and just go up with a jump hook, make a strong, decisive move. But he's got good hands, LeBron. He gets a lot of strips on guys that just are a little reckless or, you know, don't keep the ball up high. He exposes a lot of lack of post game when he guards certain bigs. But I thought LeBron's rotations were just non-existent. And when he did rotate, he wouldn't even go up and contest. I don't think he even jumped to contest a shot tonight. I don't remember it once. And in transition, he was atrocious on defense there were times where he'd literally leave Keldon Johnson with the ball alone and he ran under the basket for a for a rebound or something and Keldon made a three um Russell Westbrook and LeBron definitely need to step it up defensively and now that AD's back and now they have Rui Hachimura LeBron doesn't need to do so so much offensively he needs to step it up on D a little bit and this whole thing will change 20 points nine rebounds 11 assists for LeBron his playmaking that pass to Max Christie was such great misdirection he totally sells his passes so well in the pick and roll as well as anyone. 20 points, 9 boards, 11 assists for LeBron, but 6 turnovers. 8 for 20 from the field, so he didn't shoot very well tonight. 1 for 6 from deep. But overall, he definitely impacted the game. Lakers are not the same team without him. Don't get the win without him in 35 minutes of play. And the player of the game, Anthony Davis, the brow. 21 points, 12 rebounds, 5 of those offensive, 1 steal, 4 blocks on 7 of 15 shooting, and 6 for 7 from the foul line. 1 for 3 from deep. Another guy I think can do without the threes. 21 and 12 in 26 minutes of play and 4 blocks. He was everywhere. He was the difference. And the Lakers get the win despite 20 turnovers. And now the Lakers and the Clippers, after the Clippers play the Spurs tomorrow, thank you Lakers for tiring them out a little bit, Finally, the Clippers get to play a team in the back-to-back on the second night. Finally, the Clippers and the Lakers, after the Clippers beat the Spurs tomorrow, knock on wood, Lakers and Clippers are going away on their Grammy road trip in the East Coast. So it's going to be a huge stretch for both teams. So big time. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. But that's it for me tonight, y'all. Thank you for joining me. Now we're going to go to the live subscribers waiting oh so patiently in the chat. I did not expect this uh episode to go as far or be as long as it was but hey first laker episode in a while Rui hachimura's day de- uh debut with the lakers ad back went a little long i apologize but if you enjoyed it let me know leave a five-star review on apple podcast and thanks for joining me now to the live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat